Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to another week of Franax. I hope you're having a wonderful week. And I'm going to happy Thanksgiving. So stop trying to be polite, Nick. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, watching, Some of our good friends made some good comments about Nick being positive. And what people I think may not understand is Nick being negative is sometimes positive because he always wants to tell the truth. But so stop pretending you're being calm and polite, Nick. Charles, I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you do for the franchise community. Thank you for being no, here. All right. So to hell with you. Look, <laughs> the last couple of videos, we really dove into deal ROI, right? And this is for our clients, franchise brands. What are we doing in 2021? How do we maximize deal ROI? How do we understand deal value? How do we grow strategically five-year plan? Right, so we finished those three segments. I don't know why, and I don't want to be negative, but you know, the other day I'm walking past Subway to go to Five Guys, which I love, and I see a franchisee there putting bread out, and I, I sense the struggle, and you feel bad. And I'm not criticizing Subway. Everything we're about to talk about is our opinions. But is there a lesson here? I mean, is Subway a dying brand? Is it a brand that's going to be revitalized? What does data show? And then more importantly, for everyone who's listening to this or listening in the future, how is an emerging brand? Do you outmaneuver the Subways, avoid their mistakes, and how do we put this all together? That was by far your best opening. That was good. Okay. Yeah, well, and we got data. So is Subway dead? Opinion. These are all opinions. I'm going to let I'm the attorney keep on you. asking these. What's that? I'm going to let the attorney ask these questions. No. But, so, so let's be for real, right? Subway, an amazing brand's done amazing things. But I do worry about those franchisees. We talk about why you, why now. And at FranX, I want us to be as a community data driven right so if, if if out of the gate we're looking at item 20 of the subway fdd we're seeing year over year a lot of closures or we're seeing a reduction in the size of the system so so it's an interesting number and 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 look uh, look at look at franchising in general subway has been put on a pedestal plenty of times uh, Fred DeLuca as a leader has been put on a pedestal plenty of times. So let, let's tell a different story. Um, say Burger Brand X, you go to them today and say, um, in 10 years from now, you have 24,000 locations. They're like, oh yeah, that's great. Subway could have 5,000 locations and it's still one of the biggest franchise brands that exists. So let, let's be clear, there, there's there's going to be challenges as you hit scale. And I think, Charles, you, you, you've you seen this. I've seen it. Uh, there's a subway on block one. You turn the corner and there's another subway. So part of this has to be cannibalization that there are customers who love subway. They, they love this brand. Um, it could it could be a location issue, right? Well, I, look, I, I think it's going to be. And again, this is just opinion. Um, I think it's going to be all of the above, right? So, and and I don't, 
necessarily care about Subway. I mean, they're a great brand, iconic. I'm sure they have an amazing management team. I'm like, how do we reverse engineer this to A, look at the opportunity for emerging brands, right? Because some of these emerging brands lost franchise sales to Subway, and why should you? And then B, how do you reverse engineer to stay relevant? And again, your point, Nick, is good, right? So if they have total outlets of around 25,000, you know, losing 996 or whatever number they lose, percentage-wise isn't that great. I, but for me, trying to connect and again, re reverse engineer for the growth brands, our brands, our clients, where is there? I, I feel like Subway hasn't understood its why us, why now for a long time. And I feel like their franchisees don't sense it either. And, you know, just cutting prices on gigantic subs is not marketing or strategy, I don't think, at a certain point. Yeah, but how 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 can you get there? I mean, McDonald. If you look at McDonald's ride right now, call that another iconic brand, right? It's still like this. Like they've they've gone up here, but it's still waves like this. Like we put McCafe in, franchisees are not happy. All of a sudden, skies sales skyrocket. Now we're happy. Sales go down. We're unhappy. Like they're they're still on a similar roller coaster. I I mean. Look, I, I look at different things, and I've, I've always said this. I think I think CEOs that don't credit development teams with resales are looking at the business the wrong way because a resale is absolutely definition of everything franchising should be or a transfer because it means that you were able to exit and not have to close down your business, and that's that's a big difference between small business and franchising. So I. I I agree. There, there, there's some faultiness in Subway, but it could be they, they, they got too big. And do they care at that at that size? Do they care about being too big? But I like looking at I like looking at transfers too because there's a success story in that too. That means in California in 2019, 132 transfers. That means someone picked up uh, either a low performing uh, restaurant and are putting some love into it. And that could be remodels or energy that goes into it. But there, there's other success stories, uh, within here. Uh, if you take, mm. take that math. So what is it? Uh, they closed 909. They were negative 996. So 996 out of 24,798 equals 4%. But let's take a brand that's at a hundred units if they close five locations, they're closing a higher percentage of locations in subway. So, so there is part volume here. Now, I, I don't, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I do think um, they're they're in a panic mode as a brand because if you're not growing, you're dying. Um, that's where they they they'll, they'll create promotions that arguably create zero profitability for franchisees. And then that creates franchisee frustration and franchisee frustration hurts validation and validation hurts sales. So there's definitely other things that are going on with this brand. And I love that we're looking at it. Um, but there, there are, there are good things that are still existing on subway too. <clears throat> why well, I, I, I'd be curious, right? That what is the why us why now in 2020 soon to be 2021 for subway, over another franchise investment and how does the management team handle it? And then something you brought up, and again, these are just opinions, right? And this is not a full analysis. And the point of this is not to criticize 
a subway, but to reverse engineer and look for opportunity. If you look at growth brands or the brands that have their management team down, like a Big B Coffee, who I think you work with, you know, those are the little brands where if you watch them, management is getting it right and there's opportunity. So I think all the emerging brands need to look at maybe not what's wrong with Subway, but where are they struggling as the opportunity to grow and really the direction, a different direction you need to go in to grow your franchise. And I don't even think you need to look at this from, you know, if this were franchise college, we'd be doing a Subway case study and <clears throat> deciphering what's next gen franchising and how do you win? <clears throat> so if, if we look at their website, what is the YUI now? The reality is let, let's wipe off these people a lot of brands are saying the same thing. So you you are correct. They have not defined this could, Not they, only for a brand, this could apply for, I don't know, even a hotel, right? I could go to a resort for the life I want. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then you look at other things. Do you want to lead your own team? That's franchising. That's not them. That doesn't position right. them. Serve nutritious food. I I mean, that's an interesting claim. I don't well, know but nutritious food. Maybe if it's a um, lunch program, no one wants nutritious food. Okay. Like you should assume food is nutritious. Do you want to provide excellent customer service? I can do that with any brand. Do you want to learn new school skills? I can do that with any brand. So you are you are right. They, I bet you, that that's their that's their position. Own own the number one franchise, um, with restrictions apply. But, well, but and then Nick, I, I don't know if I'm wrong here, but I don't see an item nineteen either. So if you're going to tell me you're the number one franchise, if it's on volume, great. But if you're not giving me data, why do I care that you're the number one franchise? And I, I, uh, I don't think they give an item 19. Yeah, I mean, it, there's not much in here. Now, look, part part of it is, and there, there are brands, let's go back to their item 19, there, there isn't one. Um, part, of, part of their challenge is going to be uh, supply. They have a supply issue. There's no doubt about it. So do they really care about new franchise owners? I would imagine most of the people that are buying into Subway are not buying the one unit business today. I mean, this is this is me not, not diving in deep into the data. It's them buying a package of underperforming restaurants uh, that they can they can retool and, and build as a, as a portfolio. So it's a different type of investor. So with that being said, First of all, they they don't they don't they don't answer the why. They I like that they have the term why Subway on their website. They don't answer it. Um, and but maybe this isn't their like their candidate. Maybe it's just like a a, a check mark. Like hey, we have a franchise site because there's there's how can you have more than twenty four thousand restaurants? Well, and then look again. What marketing team said we're going to use the word nutritious food on our website? It sounds like there's you're stuck in a you know, with some legacy, I get you rode the nutrition or whatever wave, but like maybe it's too, in, I don't know what marketing person would say, let's use the word nutritious on our site. Um, I don't know. Um, so what, let, all right, here, here we go. Let's, let's get into the mission critical steps. So what, Charles, you go first. For a brand that's watching this, 
what is there to learn? Maybe three things that a brand can learn from what we're talking about here. So I, so I think the, the point that you're making, look at the Subway website, right? Those are check the box. We now have our franchise sales website. You, there's no personality or character or brand identity or purpose, I don't believe, on that website. So if you're a small brand, you could, I would market against that website and use that as a counter narrative. I'd be telling the founder's story. I would be like, they're scared of telling that story. They're so far away from it. Um, whether it's like Chiba Hut, I think it's a good example of a counter brand to Subway. So I would look at Chiba Hut. I'd look at Subway. I'd understand checking the box on writing the question, why us, why now, doesn't mean you've really answered it. So that would be my initial takeaway there. Um, my second takeaway is I think you have to get out of your own head. Like, and you need to ask other people what matters because I think the subway team thinks nutrition is really important. I think as a consumer, everyone assumes nutrition should be a feature, but not the reason why I'm opening up a door. Those are your two steps. Yeah, I guess so. I'm not, they're not so killer, but. Why, why did Subway take off? Uh, they took off because it was unique. It was down the line sandwiches. Uh, they got some momentum and they, they owned it. That is, that is exactly what franchising should be, in my opinion. Uh, they had a point of differentiation in, in the sandwich category. Uh, they pushed on the pedal. They grew it. They had a founder who was uh, known to be somewhat crazy, but um, crazy because he had big visions. And yeah. it, at the end of the day, it is a success story. Um, for emerging brands, what can you learn um, from Subway? Um, well, one, uh, I would say with the depth of the brand, there are people still inquiring to Subway and being rejected. That's an excellent opportunity for you to get in front of those buyers that are coming to the table and saying, I want to own a Subway. And you can come to the table and say, look, you're not going to be able to own a Subway. Here's how we're different. So do you have a piece of content on your site that talks about how you're different than Subway? There might be something to that. Um, and the, the, the reality is, uh, I think, oversaturation of market is not the answer. Um, I, I do think brands give away too much territory uh, to franchisees. And ultimately, the ones that grow end up regretting that later on. Um, because now you have a new franchisee that wants to go into that market because they're a fan of the brand and you have to tell them no. And in retrospect, you may have wished that you would have had a little bit smaller of a territory size. And that that Subway didn't have those restrictions. So if they're, they're the other extreme. They're like, we'll put seven Subways on one block. We don't care. So there, there's a middle ground here that can be learned. Um, and, and look, I mean, if, if you want to be smart about your development, if you're a sandwich brand, uh, I, I look at California, Colorado, I'm just trying to find big numbers. Uh, Illinois had uh, close to 150 transfers. Like if there's transfers being done, there's buyers in those marketplaces. You want to look at transfer behavior. That means there's someone that's saying, I'm interested in buying a franchise portfolio. Maybe this could help you adjust your marketing strategy. Maryland had a big uptick. Michigan's had a decline. Like, look at some of this data. It might it might help 
help you organize how are you going to spend the, those uh, those monies. Um, any other comments, yeah, Charles? You know, I, I don't know if I'm asking for too much. Um, I I wonder if there so all of the change in 2020 with COVID, all of the you know we we've had many conversations and even just speaking with Brett Larrabee at Little Caesars and and you really come to understand that the good pizza restaurants or technology companies, I wonder, and again, I may be expecting too much, but was there a technology or system modification advantage that Subway could have taken advantage of in COVID to get, you know, Subway sandwiches out the door? Look, again, I'm troubled. And this may be me just over extrapolating, but getting a burger late at night at five guys and my heart, when I walk past that Subway shop. So this is one out of thousands. And I see the owner putting out racks of bread and the store is empty. Again, not scientific, just opinion. I feel horrible. And I wonder if there was an opportunity to reset during COVID or if there's one ahead um, or if I'm being overly critical, right? There probably is an opportunity to reset because Q1 is not going to be friendly. And part of the challenge that a subway goes through is pushing reset on 24,000 locations is challenging from a manpower standpoint. So uh, Fran, start, start, pretend like Q1 of next year is going to be double worse than Q1 of this year. And best case scenario, it isn't. And you've implemented some changes that prepared you for the worst, which only helps you elevate your brand. So I would start having those conversations now. Uh, Charles, why don't we leave it leave it open to our audience uh, if you've made it 18 minutes, which we're gonna end earlier than most of our uh, sessions. Um, I, I, if any of you want us to review your brand in a way that you're getting basically free consulting to try to give you pointers on this, we're happy to do it. The, the, the negative is you go front and center. Like we're gonna, we're gonna give you the advice uh, the positive is you might get some nuggets out of here. So that's an open invitation to any of our Fran Xers. If you want us to review your positioning and and be critical against some of the things that we're talking about, we're we're happy to do it. Um, <clears throat> hey Charles, happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving, Nick. We have one more. We have one more session next week, but the, Fran X on Friday, our newsletter will be the last one before Thanksgiving. The next one comes out uh, on Black Friday. So to all have a good night. I was trying to do something special there. Yeah, we're, Fran X. Hey, we're good. We're under 20 minutes. I will go.